this power level. It's over 9,000! It's over 9,000! Hello everybody, I'm Ryan. This is Brooke. Nathaniel. And we are Nerd Level 9,000. Once again, badass intro by yep. Mimicry. Um, make sure you go check him out at his SoundCloud, Mimicry Official. Um, we follow him on our SoundCloud, on our SoundCloud. So uh, make sure you go check him out. Um, also, while you're on your internet browser, browsing around that internet, go check us <laughs> out. <laughs> go check us out at uh, Twitter at nl nine thousand. On our Facebook page, which is Nerd Level 9K. Also, we are on Patreon at Nerd Level 9K. And SoundCloud, Nerd Level 9K. Basically, Nerd Level 9K. <laughs> 9K. Um, Nerd Level 9K. Nerd Level 9K. This is going to be a great one. <laughs> you were doing so good. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on that rhythm. Yeah. Um, Make sure you stick around at the end of the episode today, and uh, we have another song for you from our friend Skylar Harris. Um, if you're into R&B or anything, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I really Even if it. you're not. I'm not into R&B at all, and that was awesome. She's <laughs> an incredible singer. <laughs> Did you go buy it? <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely check her out, though. We'll play you a song at the end. It's her new single. And... Uh, Guess we'll get right down to the nitty gritty news. <laughs> Is that the segment name? I don't know. But it's <laughs> it now. might be. We're <laughs> trying nitty- it out. <laughs> it's the nitty gritty news tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, oh. <laughs> so, one of the first things I want to say is uh, Deadpool has continued <laughs> to amaze. Yeah, uh, last week we recorded the day after opening, and we went and saw it and everything. But uh, it has continued to just blow the doors down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which breaking is, records left and right. It's really cool. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, you've, you've seen a lot of the bandwagon Deadpool people kind of jumping on, which is oh yeah, which is kind of funny. So you see a lot of bitching about that now. But <laughs> um, I'm really excited. It was really good. Now. Everyone is talking about how R-rated superhero movies are okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a line that needs to be drawn. <laughs> um, That's definitely true. Yeah. I mean, back in the 90s and 80s, I mean, there was tons of R-rated superhero and comic book stuff. And oh. it kind of just dropped off. And now they're so excited, they're just going to make everything R-rated yeah. so they can... Drop that ball. I like how you talked about the uh, the like bandwagon Deadpool fans because I feel like that happens every time there's a, a sort of obscure like uh, niche fandom. Every time it gets big, there's the purists for that fandom who mm-hmm. are like, yeah, they're almost like hipsters of that world. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like Deadpool before he was cool. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I it's, like Deadpool it's the craziest when he was Wade thing. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, and I mean. There's something to be said for liking something before everybody else like it. Like you do, kind of feel like special, like mm-hmm. you're better than everyone. But you know, you should be happy about the things you you like gaining popularity. 
if nothing else, it justifies you liking them. Like it, you know. You're gonna get more comics and another movie. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not. They've already announced a uh, a Gambit versus Deadpool miniseries. I believe. I, oh god. I, I briefly yeah. read it. It was um, basically they're tying Gambit's backstory to Deadpool's this, yeah or backstory and uh, making it. They were con men together, and they've known each other for a long time, or something. So it'll be interesting getting ready for the Gambit movie with Channing Tatum. So, oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what you were saying is that they've they've been making R-rated movies. The Crow is based off a comic book. The Punisher. R-rated Punish the original Punisher. Spawn. Yeah. Spawn, which I love. Good Spawn. God, yeah. Yeah, and that was '97. Well, like, yeah, your background on your computer is Spawn. Yeah, yeah. that's an awesome background. <laughs> um. But they are, it, it's bringing good things about too. Um, because one of the first things I want to talk about was Wolverine has an official anticipated R rating. Oh, um, wow. For the third Wolverine, which yeah. is awesome on many fronts because Hugh Jackman finally, I mean, he, he is Wolverine, you know? Yeah. Just like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool now, you yeah. know? Uh, and he's going to finally really get to, I think, do Wolverine justice. Right. With his real gritty uh, R-rated Wolverine. Even if, you know, mm-hmm. even if we don't get our <laughs> old man Logan, at least we'll get a nice yeah. real Wolverine movie out of this. Um, and I feel like it could be good for uh, some other franchises as well, particularly DC. I think Marvel's kind of tied itself to the PG, PG PG-13-ish kind of genre. Um, DC could really take advantage of this R-swing. I have a really hard time imagining, like, an R-rated Justice League, though. Well, not Justice League. Not necessarily Justice League, but, but like, Daredevil and stuff like that, for sure. Daredevil, yeah. Daredevil's dark. Is Jessica Jones Marvel or uh, DC Marvel? Marvel? Is it? Mm. That one, I mean... That's another, you know, example of dark, you know, mm. superhero done really well. That, That's an incredible show. But you got to think Batman. Neil Gaiman has wrote Batman graphic novels. So Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith, and they're dark. Yeah, but, yeah. So that, that does not surprise me. Yeah, Batman in particular, you know, and, and think of an R-rated Joker. Like the oh, Joker's fucked. Like his, yeah. yeah, but he is fucked in the head. So really getting to portray like. They did a good job with the Dark Knight, and you Heath know, Ledger did a good job. Yeah, yeah good but job. but they did a good job of toning it back, but still getting it across, kind of thing. It's like a little bit creepy, but not exactly you know, over the top. He does blow up a hospital, but you know you don't see anybody burning. Or... Exactly. <laughs> so, not that I'm saying like, hey, let's watch everybody burn to death in the hospital, but you did say Joker, man. <laughs> you never know where that could go. But, I mean, there's just there's a lot that could be done with R-rated, kind of, the DC cool. universe. Let's just stop drinking this. I'm going to have to pee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I'd, I'd mean, an R-rated Iron Man or even an R-rated Hulk. You know, a lot of those just, they don't really make sense. So, let the kids still have some superhero movies. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Us adults can finally <laughs> have some superheroes to ourselves. Let us have Deadpool. Let it. I would like to see an R-rated Batman. You know, just... It'd be pretty crazy. Even even if it was just some of the darker ones. I think it'd be a while before they make it. You yeah. Know, too many more Batman movies. They're yeah. doing some right now, and I wish they wouldn't. Yeah. 
You're talking about the, who is it, Ben Affleck Batman? Ben Affleck has the possibility to be really good, but I don't want to see Batman versus Superman. Uh, Just, it's pointless. Everything I've heard said that Ben Affleck is a phenomenal Batman. Really? Like, everything I've seen, which, I mean, at this point, is still just hype. You know, and and I'm very cynical when it comes to pre-movie releases stuff, unless it's something I was inherently excited about. I'm gonna kind of have my uh, apprehension about the mm-hmm. movie until I see it. He, um, he might be really good. We don't know, but I'm hopeful for it. Do you guys know where the? Because there was a huge outcry on the internet when they announced that uh, Ben Affleck was Batman. Like, what does that come from? What is the the hate for Ben Affleck? A lot of people just, they just don't, don't think like him. They think. There's been a lot of hearsay about him being a complete dick <laughs> and just forgetting everybody when he worked with, you know, Miramax and stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fucking talk to him. All his Kevin Smith stuff. He just. Oh, really? Just owned oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dogma. I know. Yeah. No, I mean, I know he was in it. I didn't know that he had, like, separated from him. Like yeah, Kevin yeah. Smith, I don't think, talks to Ben Affleck anymore. Just, wow. He just yeah. disowns his past. And, He's kind of crazy from what everybody says. But before we get into slandering celebrities, <laughs> yeah, we don't want him to, you know, get upset at us. Really. <laughs> I'm sure Ben Affleck listens to the. He's one of our four listeners. Right hey, you never. Maybe know. Ben Affleck's a fan. <laughs> he may be. If we get an email from Ben Affleck, <laughs> I will shit my pants. <laughs> Should we? I feel like we should do something now. Like Ben Affleck, if you're listening, <laughs> no, we send us an email so yeah. Nathaniel will shit his pants. Yeah, we'll send you the pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now he's definitely okay. We should move on from this. What's our next topic over there, Ryan? Uh, <laughs> let me look at my handy dandy notebook. Yeah. Here. Uh, well, Destiny Two has been uh, more or less confirmed. Yeah. Uh, they have announced the DLC for later in this year, um, which, frankly, I'm sick of Destiny DLC. Um, <laughs> I didn't even. You don't even it. play anymore. Well, yeah, I don't. You I, got the Tekken King. I didn't even. But didn't even. Didn't anymore. even play it. You I didn't, didn't get it. You didn't get it. No. I, I didn't care about it. Season pass. I did. Tekken King wasn't part of it. Oh. Yeah. Which I, I feel I still felt kind of slighted by that, you know. And they were like, "Oh well, they gave you the two expansions. Now pay for this." But at the same time. Those two expansions added some depth and stuff. They really, from what I've heard, fulfilled the game with the Taken King. So they're basically saying buy two games they to get. A, they learned a lot of lessons, I think, from their initial release with the with what they did with the Taken King. And with man, with these expansions, I think I'm probably going to end up doing what I did with the Taken King. Which I'll get it. I'll play the shit out of it for a couple months, and then I'll fall off. Like, mm-hmm. And that's how I enjoy Destiny. I play the hell out of it. I definitely get my money's worth in that time. And then I move on to other games. Because Destiny is... It's kind of like League, almost. Like, if you're playing League, you're just playing League. Like, if you play it and you want to be good at it... Like, if you play Destiny and you want to keep up, you, you have to devote a lot of time to it. Yes, you did devote a lot of time to it. I did. I disappeared. We lived <laughs> with while. you. I did not hear words As far you. as you know, you lived with me. You did not see me to prove it. Well, you were in the living room. <laughs> yeah, until I got kicked out of the living room for yelling. <laughs> Which, you it's know, fair. it was fair. <laughs> I was yelling. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm excited. 
I'm excited to see where they go with it. I can already tell you I won't touch the DLC. They yeah. can come out and say that it is just covered in gold and, you know, Bungie laid a golden egg with this one and I'll blow it off. I won't touch it. I'm not putting any more money in Destiny. When Destiny 2 comes out, I'll probably play it. I, I'm sure I'll play it. Because, I mean, we were early adopters of Destiny when, before everyone was still kind of on edge about it. Like, eh, you know, it, it had quite a bit of hype. That's when we got our PS4s. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's when we, we got, got the, our... The special ones, mm-hmm. the white ones. Yep. Now they have the cooler Taken King ones that have all the gold. No, the... no, they're not no. cool. Okay, okay. The Sorry. The white ones are the coolest. Yeah. And it's a stopped. minimalistic design, and it has stopped me from breaking my controller on multiple occasions, because I'm like, oh, I can't replace my white controller. Um, they have white controllers now. Shut up. Hush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to break my... You see what you made me do, woman? <laughs> But uh, I'll definitely check out Destiny 2, but I'm just going to wait for them to put out a full game at once. And, and not, right. have, not have to play this catch-up with uh, the first one. And, uh, you know, I don't have Taken King. I don't even think I finished... I didn't finish the campaign uh-huh. on House of Wolves or anything. So, I mean, it just... I didn't feel motivated to. Yeah. And, uh, and I also, I mean, I didn't have a bunch of people to play with. So I that the raids, yeah, the raids and everything just were useless. So fully leveling is hard, <laughs> if not damn near impossible, and it, it just it's too much. I don't care that much. And see, this is where I think they 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 hit the mark in a lot of ways, but in the combining the first person shooter and MMO elements, it is a really good first-person shooter. The mechanics are really good. The PvP is really fun. Um, there's a lot of variety to it and like how you can use your abilities and things like that. But as far as being you know, competitive with it and getting the better stuff, there's that MMO grind. And I think that's really prohibitive to a lot of FPS players. Because they just want to be able to... Call of Duty. You get on... You can do fine on Call of Duty with the base guns. Yep. If you just like first person shooters mm-hmm. but Destiny if you get on and you're using the level 1 guns and stuff like that the we- the white weapons like you can do okay but you better be a damn good player because there's a lot of advantages I think it's doing a really hard balance because it doesn't satisfy that in the first person shooter aspect mm-hmm. you know the people that just want to jump in and play but I don't feel like it's rewarding enough to RPG players it's still just uh, sit in a corner and shoot a bunch of shit coming at you and do it enough times with a group of people that you have to go online and hunt down and congregate together to go do a raid to get this. Well, but the raids are, are a different story. And that's something that people are really happy with in Thinking King is the, the strikes they made more mechanical. Like there are certain things you have to do. Some of them are still bullet spongy, which I find boring as hell. It's just sitting there doing it. But some of them, like, you have to... Uh, the boss has different mechanics and things like that you have to work around. And the raids are a really good job of that. The raids are what... Vault of Glass is what saved them. Because, like, did you, did you ever get to play Vault? I might have a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I did one raid 
with you and that oh, random yeah, I group, that, yeah. and I I got carried because I didn't know what the fuck was going on, and yeah. everyone else was running around like, "Don't grab the shield," because if you grab the shield, oh, the fucking new kid grabbed the shield. And, oh yeah, yeah, and then I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't know how to drop it." And, yeah, that's one of those things. Like, if you aren't one of the, you know, if you don't get access to the raid really early in the content. Then you end up with that, which is, it was like that in WoW too. Like, you have to have a gear score over this, you have to have, like, the achievement for the thing, you have to know how to do it, because we're not trying to teach anybody. Mm -hmm. But I've found that if you go on there and you say, like, I have never done this before, Mm -hmm. I would like to be shown how to do it, Mm -hmm. then people are surprisingly willing to help. As long as you mention it. That, That group was awesome. They yeah. weren't they weren't dicks at all. They yeah, just but you were just confused. Like, yeah. Oh my I god! Just, like I didn't know they were talking to me because there's like ten people in here and everyone's kind of yeah. talking and shouting. Everyone else kind of knew each other or you know had an idea what was going on, and I was just had my thumb up my ass like oh, I, have, <laughs> I have to jump from this pillar to this pillar and can't fall and this. And yeah, I should be done in about twenty minutes, and like an hour later, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, and it's another boss. And yeah, yeah, that that was a long night, and that I just I'm. I can't say I'm not a Destiny fan because I did. I enjoyed it. That's a beautiful game. Yeah, it's beautiful. I had a lot of fun doing what I did, but <clears> then <throat> a new expansion would come out, or I would hit the soft cap, and then yeah. it's just kind of I just kind of shit out. I definitely it. understand, uh, uh, and that's why like it's not something I would you know continue to play all the time. Like there's only a certain amount of times you can do the raid, but. With with the expansions coming out, like we'll see if it looks really good. I'll probably get it, but it's tough to say right now. Um. So, speaking of next year, <laughs> fractured butthole, <laughs> seamless transition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the South Park uh, game, fractured butthole. They're saying that it's a little bit ahead of track and on pace to. They're saying on pace for April 2017. So, uh, looking about a year from now, um, which right now, I, I beat Deadpool. Um, I'm going back now and I'm playing Stick of Truth, or finishing Stick of Truth, um, which I put a few hours Great into. game. It's fucking hilarious. Like, it's a South Park episode. It's a playable South Park episode. And you get, to some extent, get to make your own jokes. Um... <laughs> And it's fun because we're playing D&D right now. Yeah. And as just a group. Like all the little subtle nuances they throw in. They just, they nailed it. They nailed yeah, it in so many for ways. For sure. Um, so, I'd only played a little bit when Fractured But Whole was uh, announced. I love the way you're saying Yeah, you're saying that It's weird. almost like a French... <laughs> but <laughs> Whole. Fractured But, but Whole. <laughs> the Fractured But Whole. <laughs> um... Well, I could it be the fractured butthole. <laughs> we are in Tennessee. That's that's probably how we sound to everybody else. Yeah. Like I was talking to one of my friends from Ohio on the phone and I insisted that I was not speaking in a southern accent. I was doing my best to keep my words crisp, to not end them <laughs> like after they should have ended, draw them out. And she was, like, just shitting on me. She had no respect at all for my efforts. It's just depending on the place. Like, Dante, that's from, you know, Michigan, mm-hmm. he doesn't really notice it. Yeah, Dante's 
He's from, even if he did know, he's too nice to say anything. He's from northern Michigan, though, isn't and, he? Yeah. And he said the farther north you go, the more southern, southern everyone point. sounds. That's really funny. So, uh, I don't know. Never been in northern Michigan, but... But, like, look at the difference between Jordan and Dante. Like, there's there's such huge, like, accent things, but yeah. I don't think we sound that southern. Lady okay, yeah. Um, Not the stuttering asshole. Jordan. <laughs> Nobody knows these people. That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. But oh, all in all, the the South Park game, I am really excited about it. Uh, even though I don't really know much about, I remember seeing the trailers, but I haven't refreshed myself on them. I was about uh, to ask, you know, any, uh, the plot or mm-mm. the beginning of it has the coon in it. Well, in the trailer, it yeah. did. Oh um, god. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if the coon is actually going to be part of it and playable, but. The fucking Coon Saga. Yeah. One of my favorite. When fucking Cthulhu's in it. The key. <laughs> the key. Um, <laughs> my favorite part of that was with uh, Kenny. <laughs> and it ended up being a fucking Berry Crunch guy. Yeah. Kenny's just like, nah, we don't know anything about you. It was uh, really just great nod. Have you seen, I think it was Trey Parker or Matt Stone. Back in the day, they were in film school or animation or something like that. I think it was in college. He made an animated video with their, like, construction paper, how they used to do the South Park. He made an animated video of his Japanese roommate, who spoke very poor English and knew very little about American history, summing up American history. And it is beautiful. It is so funny. It's like, uh, talking about the pilgrims and stuff getting there, and then, like, yes, and then they killed the Indians. (laughs) It's really good. Um, And then also... Uh, a little bit more has come out about Doom and uh, its single player aspects Uh, and apparently it's going to have a solid 13 ish hour uh, campaign they said it's going to vary on difficulty obviously it's not right for a first person shooter well it's it's a little long I mean you got to think like Call of Duty usually has like a 7 to 10 hour campaign maybe Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty excited just being back in Doom and seeing some of these trailers like ripping these fucking aliens and shit open, I'm I'm really excited to get to play that and enjoy it by myself without having to worry about playing with other people since I don't have any friends. But <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we all know you don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah. You're now pretty... everybody on the internet. <laughs> well, yeah. Everybody. Four oh, people. Yeah. All yeah. the five people. Now Ben Affleck is doing <laughs> <laughs> um, So that I just, I had a quick note just about that, that that had come out. I don't think either of y'all are quite as excited as me. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do think you guys should be excited about is Paragon. Yeah, I am. I had not seen that until you showed me the trailer five minutes before we started the podcast. <laughs> and I am super excited about that. That looks incredible. Well, they announced it at PSX. Yeah. So it's only been announced for a few months. And it was awesome at PSX. Yeah. It looked cool. But at PSX, I'll say it looked... It looks really pretty in almost like a more realistic league. Like a lot lot of the art you see from the character design and stuff, it almost looks like that brought to life in a MOBA. Um, Almost, I guess, closer to a Dota would be kind of the way... Have you you seen Smite? It, uh, I've seen a little bit of it. It looked really similar to Smite, but more... I don't know, there's just a different feel to it. it. Smite just felt like they took League and rotated it down to you just being like third person instead of an overview. 
But that looks almost like like Gears esque. Like, oh, that'd be so cool. Uh, that'd be so neat. I, I, that's the thing is, I don't know what to expect because you know a lot of them, the MOBA console games are on Xbox. So um, I I haven't really gotten to experience that feel yet. I don't know how it feels trying to play uh, a game like League on your controller. Um, and at PSX, it looked a lot more like League. The official gameplay trailer that came out, it it, it looks different. It looks different enough that um, maybe Brooke will enjoy it a little bit more. <laughs> it um, looks smooth. It, it I will definitely play it with you. It, it, it's definitely one I will check out. Hopefully, it's not a life-sucking monster like League is. But Because uh, then you'll get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> More or less, I'm really interested to just jump in and feel it. Like, feel the way it plays. Um, it looked really smooth. It yeah. does. It it, it it looks pretty varied in a lot of the abilities and stuff. And uh, it, it's one of, like I said, I'm, I'm excited about trying it out. But I, I don't want to say too much too soon. Because um, a, a part of what you need in that MOBA is the... You know, top down, seeing everything that's coming, and I feel like you lose some of that once you start coming down in that third person aspect. You lose a little bit of that visibility, or you can. Don't know how it's going to be done. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of the abilities that are going to be kind of hard to emulate. Like there was one that looked like it was a teleporting kind of ability, and I was just wondering about like that. Portal how... kind of thing. Yeah, it's all it's like portal, exactly. So I was wondering if did you ever. Back to Destiny for just a second. Did you ever play with the Blink in Destiny? Did yes. You, you ever use that? I used it. I wonder if it's bit. not something like that. Like, almost like a, a double jump, or you just hit your ability, and you can kind of estimate it. But, but then if that's your ability, I almost feel like that's a really underpowered ability. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it would have to be at least some sort of distance or some sort of confusion, but in, in that confusion... That's part of League, though. You know, it's, it's learning to master your abilities and stuff and what might be confusing to some people. Like, God, there were times, you know, playing Lee Sin when you're first learning and stuff. Right. You queue under a turret, the next thing you know. Or you see the random guy who's really good, like Heimerdinger. Yeah. Like, how did you? <laughs> I play this champion and I just die. I just die and die and die. Heimerdinger was one of my first mains, but... Really? Oh, dude, I love Timer. But, Gosh. uh... Just unconventional, you know. I wonder if it's not with with the teleportability. I wonder if it's not like you hit the button and then you have a chance to like place it. That that would make sense to me. It's like you have a chance to sort of orient it and then hit it again, and you actually finish it, or you can cancel it somehow. But then you got to think about a kind of lag time in that because in league you have your mouse. So while while you're still yeah. aiming, you I, I guess you could still be running with the sticks and trying to. I don't know. It's like I said. I it's one of those things that until I get my hands on it, I don't know what to say. I've never played. Exactly. Never played a T- MOBA to make a call on right a console. Um, and even the hotkeys and stuff. You know, it's like if you have four abilities, well, then how do you attack? Like, what what's the attack button? If you have four abilities and they're mapped to uh, for PlayStation, triangle, square, circle. What if they use the touchpad? That'd be cool. That might be. I don't know. Uh, like I hope I said, not. Because I, did you no. ever play Warframe? No. I tried. Warframe, they they've changed it now, but initially they use the, you use the touchpad to like cast stuff. It was a nightmare. Like one, because you have to come off the stick and to mm-hmm. the very middle, and trying to like there's a reason select and start in there. They at least use buttons. They're the farthest away from like the convenient area. I mean, I think they'll put the like triggers. Yeah, they'll triggers. put them on the triggers yeah. and the bumpers. That just makes so that, that makes that's sense the thing. Until I have it in my hand, like e- even just like a top down. I would love to just see a control scheme. 
Yeah. That'd be really cool. Well, I mean, they've had betas and stuff yeah. out. I just haven't. And I don't really? know. I don't know if the beta's been on PS4. I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, I know PC. there have been betas. Yeah. Um, are there, there are other uh, console MOBAs, right? What? There are. I mean, Battleborn's supposed to be... It's supposed to have MOBA tendencies, yeah. or is the appropriate term. Um, they're smite. It has MOBA tendencies. That seems kind of strange. Well, it, it's a, it's supposed to be like a first. I think it's a first person shooter with MOBA tendencies. Is kind of what they're saying. Hmm. Like I said, I'm interested in it. Yeah, Paragon looks cooler, but that's because I more league and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's also Gigantic. I think it's coming out. That one might be PC yeah. only. Uh, I don't know. Uh, smite. Um, there's a handful, but I a lot of them were on Xbox, and since I don't have an Xbox right now, I don't I haven't gotten to play those yet. Well, the reason I was asking about um, other MOBAs that were already on console is just to have a you know some context, like another control scheme to look at. To like, okay, how could they apply this in, you know in this game? Because there were definitely some abilities that like. It like summoned an area, and then you would have to like summon it, and then move it around and hit it again to yeah. to do it. Like there was a, a comet or something that like yeah portal and <sighs> explosion of rocks looked cool, but um, yeah, I mean we'll see. So I do remember too looking in the trailer. There was uh, I thought this was really interesting and really well designed, uh, especially with the later I guess season five of League is when they started doing this, where they had the kind of turret lines where you can see where turrets starts off. Because it was kind of especially top lane, I remember when it first came out. It was really hard to kind of gauge, like, am I under turret? Am I not? Fuck, I'm under turret. And then you take a couple of hits. But uh, this almost had, like, a raised, like, concrete platform that the turrets were sitting on, and that was their range. Hmm. And then it went to, like, grass. So I feel like there's a lot of small nuances that they've really put some effort into on Paragon. So they've got to have, like, a jump... Like, maybe a roll, like, some movement options. Because if they're on a raised platform, you have to jump. No, no, not not, not not severely raised. I mean, like... Like... Yeah, like, like enough sure. to make a noticeable difference. It, it might have even just been, a, like, a gradient change from, like, grass to concrete. But I'm just seeing that. Oh, it, it was it was a defined circle around yeah. the turret. I'll have to watch the trailer again and, like, really uh, look into what's going on and everything. It looks incredible. Well, one thing that really does excite me, too, is I always wanted to play League... Like, really zoomed in. Just because you want to get the detail and the characters and everything, and you can't in League. Like, uh, you'll just get destroyed. I've never seen anybody play really zoomed up most of the time. And seeing the whole turret scene in the gameplay video I watched, and just looking up at this massive fucking turret, you know, and like trying to shoot your abilities and stuff, and I'm like, that's a pretty cool just aspect, you know, and just kind of a uh, perspective change that. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm trying not to get too excited or when it comes out too into it. Uh, managing expectations. Well, managing expectations and managing time. Like I said, I, I, I try not to be too consumed with any one game anymore. Because uh, it's, it's really easy to do. There's a lot of really good games out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Games that are out now, but going to the games that we used to play. Because I have a lot of things to say about this, and I really want to talk about it. Yeah, I really kind of want to talk about... Want to talk about... I want to talk about tonight uh, just some of our oldies but goodies. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the little blast from the past, I guess. Um, 
of some of our games. Maybe that weren't even big games. Uh, but some that might hold a stronger sentimental value or, uh, you know, just ones that you really remember enjoying. Um, for example, I still have my Nintendo 64, the one I got when I was eight, you know. And I remember one of the first games I beat that I got really excited about was Yoshi's Story. <laughs> and, uh, it was just one, like, it was really fun, you know, just a little, from what I remember, you know, like, this thing is going back to a lot of these, I, mean, I was like eight, I don't remember that much about it, but, uh, it was just one that I actually played, and I remember beating it, and I remember kind of going outside and being like, I just beat a game, like, because <laughs> for me it was always, like, how many people really get to the end of the game you know how many people really beat these because for an 8 year old a lot of that's really hard <laughs> oh I'd never beat a game as an 8 year old really no way no I was scared of games for a long time <laughs> I swear to god I had a Super Nintendo and I remember my parents got me a Jurassic Park game for Super Nintendo scared the shit out of me I would not play it I would not play it my dad beat it <laughs> Which, I don't know why. It's it's SNES. I don't know. I guess I was just a wimp. But I played a lot of Super Mario on, on SNES. Like, the gold standard of SNES games. Like, that's not that's not an obscure one by any means. That no. is the game. Yeah. No, but it's not. And I actually, I mean, I remember playing Super Mario Brothers uh, on SNES. And it was, my grandparents still live in the same house that they have since I was like two and they've had the same neighbors and uh, the neighbors had a couple of sons that were probably five five to seven years older than me or so and I'd go over there and they had a Super Nintendo and they had Mario Brothers and I would just go over there and play <laughs> Mario Brothers at their house and you know, we'd take turns you know, passing the controller right. and stuff yeah. that's, that's one of those games I guess everyone has some sort of attachment to or remembers Super Nintendo in some way or Mario Bros. in some way in particular. Got a lot of people into games. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It fucking holds up. Mm-hmm. That game is still super fun. I don't even like... I don't like 2D side-scrollers. Mm-hmm. Not not my bag. I've t- tried to play them, but I love Mario. It's, it's really great. I mean, you can go to any kid now and ask them who Mario is, and they still know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, they, yeah, they've continued to... I mean, that is Nintendo's dude. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They will not... It's like They're Mickey buddy. Mouse. Well, Nintendo's really good about that anyways with their characters. Their IPs they have Zelda, Kirby, Mario. Oh, gosh. That's different. But uh, Speaking of Zelda, Kirby, and Mario, Super Smash Bros. 64. No. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of mileage. Back. Did you think I was going to talk about Melee? Uh, no, I, just, I didn't know where you were going with Super Smash Bros. <laughs> oh, no. Super Smash Bros. 64. How much of that fucking game did we play? Oh, yeah. We played that to death. And that's one we still played well. I mean, we were playing that three, four years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Constantly. All the time. Oh, yeah. It was... Oh, it was it's still so good. Mm-hmm. So good. That was the one I sat down and I was like, I'm going to be good with Kirby. I'm going to get good at this game, and I sure shit did. But you know what? I was talking a lot of shit about my Super Smash Bros. 64 game, and I got destroyed. 
by a friend of mine who beat me with every character. <laughs> he was like, I think it's time for me to play DK. I was like, please don't. He did. He crushed me. It's like, oh, I'm bad. I'm really bad. I thought I was good. I thought I was I, good. I remember some of our battles that would just go back and forth and just go from one edge to the other edge to the back. Like, just constant back and forth. The tug of war of some of those games we were playing. We'd both oh, be man. like 250 damage. Big like, moments. Yeah. Even Samus, some of the stuff that happened with that ball of like, either it being reflected or when we found out that you could hit it with Ness's bat. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! That was incredible. To the, We played that game to the point in our lives where we had a party at our apartment mm-hmm. that the police got called. On mm-hmm. us, because you should not. Are you looking at the times? So, no. Uh, you should not have parties in a family apartment, and now we know that. And you should never do that. It's impolite. It's you're a rude neighbor for. It. <laughs> but when that party got broken up, we were playing a game of Super Smash Brothers <laughs> with like forty people in this little apartment. That's what we chose to do with our time. <laughs> not only that, you got you got to kind of like. Ass off, so like, can you please have like two lives left? We have to finish yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, you turn around and give him like the whole lot <laughs> Someone else go handle that real quick. I'm doing something important right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that may have gotten us off scot free. Is he's like, these people are obviously harmless. <laughs> like, they're playing Super Smash Brothers. And then from 64 Melee, that is our new thing, you know, at, at, at my house, having the GameCube and stuff now. Mm. Uh, I am nowhere near as good at Melee as I, as I was at 64, but that game, I can't believe its following is so good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still a 50, 60 dollar game. At least, mm-hmm. yeah. It is, uh, and it, it holds up too, it's really good. Uh, as for other games around that time, um, I think my biggest one was uh, Crash Bandicoot on PS1. Played a ton of that. Oh my god. I still have it. I'm actually in a custody battle with my sister over my Crash Bandicoot game that she has stolen from me um, with no rights. You can play the game. I assume you're taking her to court. Do what? You're taking her to court over this? (laughs) I'm I'm about ready to. I've already taken her to the uh, mother court. And now I'm about to appeal. Because <laughs> um, I was like, I, I still want to play it. That's actually another one. It took me a long time to beat it. I didn't beat it until I was like a teenager. Really? And finally and finally went back. And Well, I think my biggest thing was trying to save and get back to where you had saved on Crash Bandicoot. Because it was one of the ones that always had the passwords and everything. And I remember trying to write them down. And either I'd lose it or not play for a little bit or something. But uh, finally, I, I think when I finally beat it, we just didn't turn off the PlayStation. <laughs> we, we just left it on until we beat it. Um, and yeah, that that's one that uh, I would really like to play again. And like you said, I can use the baby card now and be like, give me my damn game because I have a son. <laughs> or just go punch her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then play her. the baby card. <laughs> you can't you. hit me. I have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have so many cards in your favor. The baby <laughs> card, the big brother card, like, you got this. It could be worse. Like, my brother would definitely punch me over a video game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's so many. Like, once I start going down this, like, nostalgic road, I'm like, 
Yeah. Twisted Metal 4. Like, oh my gosh. God, I, I remember just... when we played that with you and you just destroyed it. No, that was, that <laughs> was Twisted <laughs> Metal. That was the new, new one. one. That, that was, was on, Oh, yeah, that's right. That was on PS3. That was yeah. on PS3. I'm talking like way really? back. PS1 yeah. Metal or uh, uh, Twisted Metal yeah. 4. And uh, it was terrifying. It. It's I was terrified horrible. of it as really? a kid. I have a, yeah. you know, a, nine, a brother that's nine years older than me, so he always played the games. And I'd be kind of like peeking around and be like, what the hell is that? Why is there a clown like <laughs> on fire? Yeah. And then I grew to love the games because he'd play it all the time and be like, well, I'm watching you. You should sit down in here and watch this game. <laughs> oh. I mean, I remember, <clears throat> especially the Nintendo 64 era, that's when I played a lot. Mm-hmm. Um because I got, it was the one that came with Super Mario 64, and I still have that one. Like, with with the little, like, tag that came with it that you could write your name on and put on the cartridge. I still have my same cartridge that it started out with. Um, and, I mean, God, once you start going down that road, I mean, there's uh, 007, GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Great. And you still have that, don't you? I still... I actually didn't have that. Uh, so the story with my N64, it was mine. And I had it for a while, and I sold it to my cousins, my younger cousins. And they kept it for a couple of years, handful of years. And then when we moved in together, Nathaniel, um, I got it back because it was kind of like they don't play it anymore. And I was really missing some of these games you know, that I remembered and loved so much. So uh, I bought it back for whatever, you know, like, just a little bit, and, uh, whenever I got it back, some of my games were gone, a good handful of my games were gone, and a couple of them were back, it was a little disappointing, because a lot of the ones I got back were, like, the football games, or whatever, they're worth, like, a quarter now, and a lot of the ones, I lost Donkey Kong 64, I lost Yoshi's Story, um, I lost. I lost a casino game that really wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, there was the snowboard kids, uh, and basically all all I got out of it were these uh, football games, and I did get GoldenEye, which was one I always wanted as a kid, but I don't think it was worth trading. Donkey Kong sixty four you can buy for like a hundred fucking dollars now. Like, oh gosh. Like, I, I want to get it again, but I'm just like, it's so fucking expensive everywhere yeah. I go. I remember uh, I bought Ocarina of Time yeah. to play at the old apartment because that was one I could not beat as a kid. I was not smart enough to beat it. I didn't have a guide, and there's so many things of, like, that game is hard now. Like, if you don't have a guide telling you when to go where, it's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I don't know what I don't have. And I don't know where to get what I don't know that I need. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Um, and Another one is uh, I never played it actually, but uh, our buddy Peyton, one time he was over at my house for I think it was only a couple of weeks or something. You know, he was hanging out with us and staying with us, and uh, he bought Star Fox. Oh yeah, that's so, how you got Star Fox. That's right. Uh, so he and he just left it with me. He's like, well, I don't have anything to play it on, so. That's how I got Star Fox, and that's how I got Ocarina of Time. Like, yeah. two of the best games on the N64 <laughs> were more or less just uh, 
gifts, I guess, just left over from yeah. friends that, like, well... No, I'm taking that when I leave today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna go... I'll put it on my fucking shelf. <laughs> I mean, it's I an might expensive game now. Yeah. It's probably more expensive than the N64 and controller. It is. Yeah, it's like Melee. It's on consignment. If you ever need it back, I mean, <laughs> you know who has it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get rid of it. Yeah, I was like, I've learned that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Snowboard Kids, that was another one that was relatively obscure. I played the shit out of that game. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. no, I know what it is. Okay, it was, uh, it was almost just like a racing game, but you were snowboarding kids. And <laughs> you, you basically, you went down the slopes, you had your power-ups and stuff. Uh, I really wish I could find it, but it's actually uh, as obscure as it was. It's one that's relatively expensive and kind of hard to find again. Um, <laughs> let's see. You mentioned Jurassic Park. I mean, there was a PlayStation One Jurassic Park. I still have. I still have. Hard. Like you're supposed to be able to. You start out as like a little uh, whatever the little chicken fucking dinosaurs are that run around yeah no no not not the ones that spread out their necks but uh I'm trying to remember which Jurassic Park it was in but they're they literally is it the ones where they eat the the kid at the beginning I think so yeah the one that's like 40 of them and they're just like all like, I know you're talking about chicken just, fucking dinosaurs gotcha. yeah the little chicken yeah. fucking dinosaurs <laughs> and uh you start out as one of those and then you kind of grow and become a raptor and whatever eventually you become a T-Rex I don't think I ever made it past like a small raptor. Like, oh, you uh, are the dinosaur. Yeah, no, you, oh, wow. you, you are the dinosaur. That's pretty it's, cool. It's like a side. It's like a platformer. I, I, I uh-huh. honestly, I don't remember because it was so hard. I remember, I remember playing a couple of times, but I would always at the very beginning like just fall and die. <laughs> like, there's this one part where you kind of have to, like, time it just right and land on this one platform, and if you jump too far or fall and miss it, then there's one right below it, but it's just enough to kill you. And I don't know. I just remember being very frustrated <laughs> that I could never be a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is the point of playing a Jurassic Park game where you get to be a dinosaur? You want to be a T-Rex. I don't want to be a chicken fucker. <laughs> At the very least, I want to be a velociraptor. There's always that one kid who's like, I want to be a brontosaurus. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, don't, with you. you don't get an opinion. I want to be a long neck like Land Before Time. <laughs> you want to eat tree stars too? <laughs> no. <laughs> you were talking about your sister in the games. Now, I can honestly say that I was that bratty little sister. <laughs> My older brother, he had the N64, and he loved Pokemon. Like, he had the Pokemon Edition 64 with Pikachu on it. And he had Pokemon Snap, and he was beating the game and making good progress. <laughs> well, he was also in band, so I was at the house a lot more than he was. So I ended up deleting all his saves and just... Not knowing, you know, I was like, y'all were eight. Yeah, I was probably no like idea. five or six, no idea. But half the scores I was getting was better than him, and I was like a six year old just messing around taking pictures of like the ground. Oh, I bet he was pissed. I think he put it up where I couldn't reach it. <laughs> That's smart. And then I got to pull the mom card, you know, but. <laughs> I want to play. <laughs> 
that shit drove the me look crazy. of anger that shit drove me crazy my little brother and I've seen these pictures online of them like giving the the younger sibling just a controller that isn't plugged in I was you like wish why didn't I think of that that is genius there's yeah, so it, many times it does like, work yeah my nephew my oldest nephew does that all the time now it's so smart but my little brother did uh, we used to play a game called Champions of Norath on PS2. Mm-hmm. This is probably my most fondly remembered game because me and my brother sat there and it was like a co-op, almost Diablo-esque uh, RPG that was based in the EverQuest universe. And it was fucking incredible. It really, that was the first time I realized like, oh, this is like my game type. And I still like the RPG game type. Is just the the fantasy world RPG like Skyrim was the crowning achievement as far as you know my experience with them. Oblivion was good too, but I shouldn't play as much of it. It you know I I got into those games afterward. We like Skyrim and Dragon Age were my big ones, but Champions of Norath started the fucking years of RPG playing, and I played it all the way through. We beat the game together, and it was just awesome. And it holds up. It is still super fun. I thought about designing D&D encounters that ended up just being the plot of that game. <laughs> I was like, no one would have any idea. Awesome, no. You're like, hmm, there you're in a treetop village that's being attacked by orcs. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody called me out on that, I'd be really surprised. Like, Isn't there just champions and orcs? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I still remember, like, Pokemon Snap, that was one I played a lot of. Actually, and I remember like getting Mew and everything, yeah. like flying through space yeah. to get Mew's picture. Like we're gonna have to go and buy it. Like we we're are. gonna go end up buying it probably this weekend. Or something. As, as soon as you start talking about it, she was like, "Oh, Pokemon Snap," and I was like, "Pokemon Snap was really fun." That was another. That was another one I had that disappeared with the uh, those with with oh! the other games. I'm telling you, man, get their fingers broken. Yeah, uh, I don't. I can't remember if Pokemon I had Snap their fucking games. <laughs> I can't remember if I had Pokemon Stadium or if that was one I just remembered renting back when you could rent cartridges. <laughs> oh my! You know yeah. you could from rent Hollywood Video consoles from yeah, like yeah. Casey. Back then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my mom did that and set it on top of the car one time. Drove off, shattered. You know, a PlayStation Two. I was like five hundred dollar thing. <laughs> just left and it shattered all over. I'm like, oh, no. I so mean, we I, didn't rent games. That's one of those things. Like, <laughs> just never go back. That's one of those things. Like, you know, I understand like leaving a coffee on top of the car or a water bottle. How do you leave a fucking PS2? Well, I mean, it was in like a little black bag. You know, it's not that big. You got two, three kids screaming, and they're like, "Yeah, PS." Yeah, I can't identify with that. I still think it's. <laughs> that's my mom. Like, you met her. We all know. Um, no, one of the other big games, I remember playing all of them with my cousins on the GameCube. The Lord of the Rings games. Oh, those were really good. Like, those were really good games. All of them. You played them, right? Well, no, I didn't play any to War in the North, which was the PS3, and that one was really disappointing just because our save got corrupted. Oh, yeah, y'all were talking about that. Yeah, we were like 75% of the way through the game. And it, oh, got, and yeah, it got corrupted, and then we just never went back. I, but you're talking about the old ones. Like, the, the Fellowship. And fellowship. And the, yeah, those like, are super fun. To the point, we would stay up, you know, like, length, lengthy amount of times so for, like, 
12, 10 year olds, whatever right. age. <laughs> to all 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, it, it was just adding us and I guess LARPing outside if we were supposed to. Okay, you guys have been playing the video game for you know, six hours, go outside. Well, okay, we'll just think pretend. about what the next part is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretending like we're playing the video game. It's a great system. That's how it worked. Yeah. It worked well. Yeah, it's the cool. graphics on this outside thing are really good. LARPing before you knew it was LARPing. Right. <laughs> I used to LARP when I was alone with a stick hitting another tree <laughs> in the front yard. I still live-action roleplay when I'm alone. So. <laughs> Not what? that kind of roleplay. Not play. that type of roleplay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I was the innocent child, Nathaniel. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm talking about, like, <laughs> you know, all, like, all the swords I have. Uh, <laughs> Do you have multiple? Yeah, I got two of them. He's got a bow. I got a bow. Uh, I know you like to play with your bow a lot. You yeah. always take it in the backyard. I don't, I don't play with it. Right? It's not playing. You practice. I practice it for the event that a really surprised burglar tries to And you posed at cars with yeah. it. You just say, wait a second, I gotta go get my bow and I yeah. gotta load it. And then I... Yeah, I would, can you wait for me to string this? <laughs> I don't keep it strung because it warps the wood. <laughs> I just like to imagine if that did work out, the story that potential burglar would be telling me, like, I don't know, I guess they had, I'm imagining like a thief community. So, in your mind, this burglar broke in, you shot at him with a bow. You didn't game. kill him. He just like, ow, I'm done, and leaves. No, no. And then no. goes and tells his burglar yeah. friends about... Let me tell you that whole situation. He sees okay. Skyrim. Like, yeah. basically, is what his modern house getting broken into. He shoots the burglar in the knee, and then he goes back to the Thieves Guild and tells them about this so, cockroach. I will explain this scenario from start to finish in my mind. I hear a burglar. <laughs> Obviously, I have to hear it. If I see him, it's way too late. It was a 20 perception roll. That's right? yeah, exactly. I hear it. I get the ball ready. I go out and I shoot an arrow into the wall to just warn him. <laughs> this is seriously happening. I shoot an arrow into the wall. He freaks the fuck out because he just got an arrow shot at him. He leaves and he goes and tells all his. <laughs> he goes and tells all his. Uh, thieving companions. It's <laughs> <laughs> more ridiculous when I say it out loud. But and he's like, "Do not go rob that house, <laughs> fucking Legolas. <laughs> will kill you." <laughs> well, yes. oh, if God. I was that burglar, like his friends, I'm like, well, I want to go see this guy that's shooting bows. Like, yeah, the next thing you know, you have a string of burglaries because they all want to burgle the bowman. So. <laughs> You know, shoot one or a You guys seen that show Arrow? I swear to God, this guy's like a fatter version of that dude. <laughs> You're not as cool oh, or rich man. as him. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you do know I have to apologize. It's not like I'm over here really thinking I'm the Arrow. Good. I'm pretty sure I'm kind of like a billionaire. That's <laughs> why I live in an apartment with four other people. You live in a house. <laughs> yep. So another game. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, uh, I do. I do remember talking about Pokemon Snap and stuff. Fucking hey, you Pikachu! What is that? <laughs> do, you, do you not remember it? There was a microphone. Know. It was for the N sixty four, and it was a microphone you plugged into your N sixty four controller that had a big yellow mic that came off of it, 
and you could talk to Pikachu in the game mm-hmm. and make him do different things for you. Like go get apples or something simple, you know? Can't, yeah, exciting. Can't remember the premise of the game, but I remember being like, hey you, Pikachu, and then he would like, hey. <laughs> and you had to like get him to go do stuff. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> So, just so many of those things. I love all the technology they just tried out, like the mm. power glove. (laughs) What if we get them to buy a microphone, plug it into their controller, and talk to Pikachu? Kids will buy that shit, right? Yeah. I would still probably buy something like that now. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I've seen Hey You Pikachu, like, in some stores and stuff now. In some of the, like, older game stores that will still trade in 64 stuff. I haven't seen a mic, <laughs> so, so, so the game just seems kind of pointless. Yeah. What if What if you bought that not knowing that you needed a mic? Pikachu is a motherfucker. He doesn't listen at all. That'd be something you would go home and do, like just scream at the TV for hours before you, <laughs> fi- before you finally decide, like, because you're stubborn that you wouldn't go look it up immediately. So it takes like two hours, and you're like, "Oh, I need a fucking microphone <laughs> to talk to Pikachu." <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it and I was like that would probably not go well <laughs> do not hey hey we can just drunk yelling at the TV Pikachu you weren't likely. drunk when you started you just started playing <laughs> yeah. and then angrily started chugging beer trying yeah. to fucking Pikachu some bastard like. start reflecting on my life like even Pikachu won't fucking listen to me I'm a terrible Pokemon trainer this is awful doesn't sound like you were a trainer. This you were just some random person yelling at this Pikachu. Up the wall. <laughs> like, it's kind of like what you do now, anyway. Yeah. Like I'm a homeless person. Pikachu, <laughs> get me some apples. Yeah, one of the developers saw like this homeless guy yelling at a scroll and was like, "I have a great idea for a game. <laughs> Give me an apple." <laughs> Another one that I, I remember playing. Okay, and this, this was my, like, 14, 15-year-old me. So, so... That's really weird. Uh, I remember I had gotten... I knew him at that point. We were weird together. Yeah, not... <laughs> no. Well, I mean... Yeah, sorry. We were both me. weird individuals. But together. Yeah, we were weird together. I'm sorry to bring this up now, but... <laughs> you're already you so committed yeah. that... Yeah. I know. Um... But, I, so, I, I had just gotten, I'm, I'm going to set this scene for you, okay? Okay. Little 14, 15-year-old Ryan, and I had gotten a V-Rocker gaming chair for Christmas. I that chair. Yeah, Christmas or my birthday or something. I think it's still actually at your house. It is. <laughs> um, is it? Nobody uses it. Uh, so, I had gotten this, and... I couldn't figure out how to get it hooked up to my TV or the cord wasn't long enough to reach my TV. So instead of playing the sound from the PlayStation through my V-Rocker, I (laughs) instead just used the adapter and listened to my iPod through the speakers. Pretty cool idea. And uh, (laughs) instead of varying my music... I listened to Scary Kids Scaring Kids on repeat <laughs> over and over and over while playing Jack 3. So now you have like very strong association. Very, very strong association it. between Scary Kids Scaring Kids and Jack 3. And uh, actually, I just went back a month or two ago 
and bought the Jack and Daxter collection because it had Jack 3 in it and set this whole scene again of me in my own house now sitting on the couch with my TV and my PS3 hooked up and put on Jack Jack 3 and put on Scary Kids Scaring Kids and start to play it and it does not live up at all. <laughs> it very quickly turned into a drunk 23-year-old Ryan screaming <laughs> at the TV because these controls are wonky. And <laughs> this shit... knocking you off the map. <laughs> and they kept making me fall down. Fuck and... <laughs> this, I'm playing Battlefront. <laughs> and it was, it was terrible. That sucks. Just uh, overall. But I don't know if it was terrible... <laughs> Or if I loved it so much before and just my memories of that. Because Scary Kids, Scary Kids was also one of my first... They weren't metal. I'm not saying that. But it was my first metal show. They played with some other metal bands. So I was huge in the metal scene for a while. And, uh... Or local metal scene, more or less. And that that was my first metal show. So there's just so many very strong associations <laughs> with all of this. And uh, I guess I looked back on it so fondly, and then I went to play it again. Did not live up. You gotta be careful about this, so if you don't want to ruin it for yourself. Um, are there any games that that I have uh, like a memory association? Well, no, that you've come back to and tried to play that uh, didn't. Oh quite... my gosh. Um, let's see. That was another one I played on PS2, and this is another one I played a shitload of because I had a PS2 and not an Xbox. So, I couldn't play Halo, mm-hmm. like everybody mm-hmm. else. It's the reason I got an Xbox 360 next, is I mm-hmm. really wanted to play Halo. But I played Tribes Aerial Assault, which, this is kind of an obscure one, like, another I Tribes game. I don't remember game. it. You don't remember it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was another Tribes game, at, game came out within the past few years, and I, I didn't have a chance to play that one, but I played so fucking much of this game. Like, it was just... It's like a third-person shooter. You have a jetpack, and I had it down to where I didn't have, like, an internet connection that I could use for it, so I would just play against the bots. Mm-hmm. I got so good at killing the bots that, you know, friends would come over, and I'd be like, hey, you want to play Tribes? And we played Tribes, I'd put them on the other team and just fucking destroy them. Because <laughs> like, I know exactly, like, you have the jetpack, and you can land. I knew exactly where to land to jump to get the flag, and then jump, like, three times back. It's going to be over in like five minutes. But I tried to go back and play that when I was at my parents' house. And it is very hard to play. Like, it's another one. The controls just, it seemed really easy at the time because that's what I was used to. But now being used to sort of a standard first-person or third-person shooter control scheme, I kept, like, throwing grenades at myself Mm -hmm. and, like, just missing shit and... It starts automatically inverted, so I freaked out for about 30 seconds, and then I was like, oh yeah, I can change God, this. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's inverted. Crazy. Different. <laughs> that's a different topic, but yeah, uh, fucking hate But then, because I played it on inverted, so then I would go play, like, uh, Halo 1 at friends' houses and stuff like that, and I'd be the guy, like, hold on, I'm gonna invert my controls. And then I'd hand it off to somebody else, and they'd be like, oh shit, shit! And then, like, have to fix it. And, <laughs> and they're standing there fixing it and getting shot. Yeah, and my friends are relentless dickheads, so they would just kill them. They're like, oh, you're messing up. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was the one I went back to that wasn't as good. And then Link's Awakening, uh, I played a lot of that on, uh, I think that was SNES. I'm pretty sure, yeah. 
And I beat it on SNES. I went back and played it. And I was like, man, I just don't want to do this again. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and that one, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it, it's everybody has the nostalgia feeling about that one because yeah. I just do not think it's as, as good as people act. You know, mm-hmm. um, those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I mean, even Ocarina of Time, which you briefly mentioned before, but like you said, you went back and tried to play that, and I remember how frustrated you were, and. I don't know, would you say that it doesn't live up or if it's just like that much fucking harder than you remember or still just as hard? I think what it was with Ocarina of Time is that that's probably one of the first like 3D games I played and I was just like amazed by it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, any of its failings just over my head. One, because I was young. Mm Mm-hmm. And then just being so blown away by the fact that I'm a 3D character moving through a three-dimensional world. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. When all you've played is two-dimensional games, that is life-changing. That's why Mario 64 was so big. Yeah. It was, like, it was a huge fucking deal. But, that one does still hold up, though. I will say that. I've yeah. gone back and played that in the past couple of years, and that one... That was when Michael started playing and just, like, just started beating the hell out of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not as hard as I remembered it, but it's still... Really fun game. You yeah. know, it's still got that really good Mario feel to it. Yeah, that's the only one. Thinking about... I was thinking about the, uh, like, memory association, though. And Dragon Age Origins, for whatever reason, while I played that game, I would just listen to Blind Melon, No Rain, <laughs> on repeat. Mm-hmm. Enough to drive me crazy after about 20 minutes. But... Now, every time I hear that game, I remember, like, or hear that game, hear that song. I remember specific parts of that game that I just, you know, heard that song come out. And that's, that's the craziest thing to me, is, like, having those specific associations. Right here, like, P.O.D., mm-hmm. which is a band I do not like. Mm-hmm. I bought their album by accident, because I was trying to get an R.E.M. album. Mm-hmm. And, because I heard, <laughs> end of the world as we know it. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool song. And I wanted that. There happened to be a P.O.D. album with that song title on it, End of the World. And I got there, and I couldn't remember that it was R.E.M., and I was like, well, I know it was an acronym, a three-letter acronym, so I got a P.O.D. album. I'm like, this is not what I mean to buy. Those are drastically different things. But I listened to this shitload of that. I would have it on the Xbox, playing off, you know, you could play it while you're playing the game. And I had that playing while I played Halo 3. Now, every time I hear it, I think of the Valhalla on Halo 3. So it's my favorite map. I always listen to P.O.D. Crazy. Well, I remember I have uh, a couple more, too, that were kind of that, along that same lines for me. Um, <clears throat> one was Clay Fighter 63 and 3 quarter or something like that. And th- this was one that I remembered renting when I was a kid for the N64. And I ended up going out to one of the local stores that still sells those and had specifically asked them for it. And they said, well, that's one that's in pretty high demand, you know, and we don't usually keep it in very long. So they put me on a waiting list to get it. So I went back months later when they called me and said, hey, we got it in if you want to come buy it. It wasn't overly expensive, but uh, (laughs) I went in, bought it, and I brought it home. And it was awful. Like, it was horrendous. Like, the fighting and everything on oh, it. Oh, you bought this when you, you could. Yeah, you bought it. When I you still were, have it. 
Yeah. It sucked. It's horrible. It was so awful. <laughs> and that, that's one that I think I remembered it being so cool just because Earthworm Jim was in it. And I felt like he his moves and stuff were neat or something. Yeah. I don't remember why I liked it. But yeah. it just it stuck out in my mind and I went back and played it. And it it was nothing at all like what I remembered. And uh, probably the last one, which strangely enough, uh, as excited as I was about GoldenEye when I got it for the N64, it was one that going back and playing it, it it's a little hard to play. And it's so simple it also. You know, like when you make a play, it's just like, especially when you have the golden gun, it's like, I hit you <laughs> and you're dead. And uh, that's when I remember being incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god. But yeah, I think it gets into the, like, that was the first first person shooter thing you ever played. Like, I've never fucking played a game mm-hmm. like this before. And now it's like, whoa, there's one stick, you gotta like stop and aim, and that's hard, so you just kind of wing it. And yeah. It's super tough. Um, the, I will say that even though that's one that didn't quite live up, I still recognize its importance <laughs> more, oh, yeah. more so than the other ones and it's also just one that I can see why I enjoyed it so much but just comparably it hasn't held up the right. other ones it's like I just don't even understand why <laughs> why I enjoyed those and it might have just been a an illusion <laughs> why I enjoyed them so much but um, I will say that I, they're wanting to do uh, Crash Bandicoot Remake. I mean, we had mm-hmm. mentioned that a few a little bit ago, talking about Crash Bandicoot, and that kind of got me thinking. Um, it's heavily rumored right now about this whole remake, and apparently they've shot it down again and said that uh, the person who was being interviewed about it had just seen some fan art that someone had done where they had re-rendered Crash and you know all this. So he kind of made an offhand comment about, like, oh, yeah, you know, we'd like to bring back some of these IPs and stuff. I see they're working on a crash. So every, like, the internet blew the fuck up. Like, oh, my God, it's a new crash. And, uh, you know, they kind of shut it down and everything again. But that kind of put me down the lines of, well, what if they did remake Crash? First of all, who would be excited? And I think... That's pretty unanimous. I think everyone wants Crash back in some way. Um, a lot of people do, yeah. Because the, he, he's another one of those huge nostalgia factors. They're remaking Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And that's one I'm pretty... I'll, I'll pick Ratchet it up. and Clank movie? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But they're remaking the game. It's actually coming out in a couple months. Oh, and I'll shit. pick it up. I mean, yeah. it's one that looks interesting to me. Um, and I didn't play the original Ratchet and Clanks. But... Uh, when I first decided I wanted to play this one was still kind of when I was on my Jack kick. I was like, well, if they're not remaking Jack, at least they're remaking this. And very similar kind of franchises. Um, so that kind of got me thinking, well, if they did remake Crash, how would we want to see that? Would we want to see that as a complete just reboot? Like, here, here is Crash in this three-dimensional world doing all this stuff or do we want a remake of the old Crash games? Well, you know, Crash was a 3D platformer and almost like 
puzzle-ish sometimes. Of like you have to figure out how to get yeah. through here and when to kill what enemy. Just just like all platformers can be kind of puzzle-ish. Like you go until you die, and you're like, okay, well next time I get here, I won't do that. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you die again. And you're like, okay. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I think they could do that really well as, as a current gen thing. Like it's how people remember it, and I think. I don't know that I would necessarily prefer it this way, but I think that's the way to go to mm-hmm. make it a successful game is to stay true to the people who are going to buy the game. Yep. Like it's it's the reason it reason Deadpool works because mm-hmm. they knew who loved it, they knew who they were their audience was, and they catered to it. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job. They could absolutely do that with a crash game. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised they haven't already. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd really, I think I would want to see it in kind of that same form, almost redone, re-rendered, in this same uh, linear platformer, just kind of running through, beating these levels and go to the next level. And I don't think there's a whole lot of reason to change it. It was fun, you know. Like if you go back and play Crash Bandicoot, it's still fun. Oh yeah, it's a fun game. So just. Keep it fun. Don't complicate it. Make it make it prettier. Make Crash, you know, crazy and wonky and cartoony and have fun with it. Have fun making it and make it a fun game. Yeah. Um, you'll you'll have the people that will complain that it wasn't a hundred hour uh, story with this and this and this. But fuck them, because I guarantee you it would sell enough and it would do well enough. And enough people would play it and then enjoy it and be like, this is Crash. Yeah. You know, it's what they're running into with uh, Final Fantasy VII, this remake. Already, they've gotten into, you know, like, well, they're changing it too much. What are they doing? Or now it's episodic. They're just making the same thing. Yeah. You're going to piss someone off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can't win. Um, But it just seems like such an easy system mm-hmm. like tough tough to mess up uh, I guess you know I'm by far you know, far from an expert obviously mm-hmm. yeah but it, it it just seems like a really straightforward game design and it's a beloved character they already have you know a market like I don't know why not yeah I, I'm wondering I wonder if there's not some like Bureaucratic stuff that's keeping it from being made. I really don't know. I mean, because I know there's so many people that want it. There's designers that want it. God knows there's fans that want it. I'd play it. That that's one that I would pre-order and play out of morbid curiosity, if nothing else. <laughs> you know, just like what what will they do with it? That's what Final Fantasy VII is going to be. God, we've begged for it long enough, and here it is, and it's not quite what everyone was expecting, and you know, and they're changing. It's not even really turn-based anymore. It's kind of this weird, episodic thing. I'm still gonna play it out of, if nothing else, morbid curiosity. With Final Fantasy VII, as someone who I never played any of the Final Fantasy games, I haven't. If you're interested, I know. <laughs> I do not like turn-based RPGs. It. It's not something I have played a lot of. Not something I know too much about. But honestly, the fact that they're making it not a strictly turn-based thing 
appeals to me because I've heard that it's so good. I've heard it's the crowning achievement of the Final Fantasy franchise. And I want to experience that, but I do not want to play it as a turn-based RPG. So, you know, well, they're trying to, like, kind of keep that balance of, like, yeah, it's still Final Fantasy VII you remember, but this is a little bit different, so you can try this out. Well, you like Stick of Truth, and that's what Stick of Truth is. Yeah, Stick of Truth was... I, I know, it's it's got the more of the comedy aspect, but at, at the core, that's what it is, a turn-based it's, RPG. Yeah, it is a turn-based RPG, yeah. Uh, it was not as... I, and I've played a few other turn-based RPGs. Uh, like, I played Bravely Default on 3DS. That was one. You know, I had I had fun with it. It was fun. Uh, but it just... It's not something... I, I'm not repulsed by it yeah. by any means. It's just not, like, my thing. Like Not your bread and butter. Yeah, like, you know... Listening to me describe The Witness, I love The Witness. Mm-hmm. But you know, just like the game it is, it's not something you like. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally understand. I was just... Yeah. No, yeah, no. Good point. Absolutely. There uh, are exceptions. Um, so, uh, it wouldn't be bad to give it a try, except for the fact that it's still a massive game. Like, I think it's four discs. Like, for the PS1. It's it's four physical discs you have to change. Oh, um, never mind. No, it's Final Fantasy. Uh, I thought you meant the one coming out. I was like, what the fuck? No, I mean, it's episodic. So it's coming out as here's this portion and then another handful of years, here's this portion. Right. uh, I I think that's their goal is to market it to people like you. Yeah. Who may not have played the first one because turn based things aren't their bread and butter. So. Yeah. Maybe this will market to them, and we've already got these people on a hook who love Final Fantasy VII, so we'll yank the hook in their mouth and go ahead and try to catch these other fish on our way up. Is that a great metaphor? Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm phenomenal, Adam. Thank you. Um, I, I think a lot of this will come when Final Fantasy XV comes out. Yeah, I think they're definitely casting a pretty wide net. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when Final Fantasy XV comes out, I think we'll kind of see the direction they go with that. Um, that's another one that I'm really interested. It's been and fucking worked yeah. on forever. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, you know, that's it's another one. Like I said, morbid curiosity. Like I, I want to get my hands on it. I enjoy Final Fantasy. Um, I have never played a Final Fantasy game. I I have a handful of them. I have <laughs> I have seven. I have eight. I have ten. I mean, I have. But you so, know, the thing about that is, if I had played them back when they came out, I probably would have fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. And I would probably love them to this day. I, I love the idea of the Final Fantasy franchise. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have yet to find that one that really just like, oh, I love this. And I, I want to find that because I, I love the idea. I love the creatures and I love everything about them. But it's just still finding that one. But overall, I'm really excited about Final Fantasy 15, seeing what it seeing what it brings to the table and how it changes everything. The gameplay and stuff I've seen of it, it does look interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really interested in visiting that world in a non turn based uh, format, and uh, we'll just see what happens with it. But um, any other final thoughts? Uh, nothing that comes to mind. Anything that does come up, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, make sure you check us out again here next week. Um, we'll be up on Monday on Patreon, Wednesday on iTunes, and everything else. Uh, 
Once again, go follow us at Twitter at NL9000 and a Facebook page, Nerd Level 9K, and all the other Nerd Level 9K things. Um, and now I guess we're going to bring uh, Skylar Harris's song to you. Uh, once again, guys, you guys can pick this up on Apple Music, Google Music, Amazon Music, or iTunes. So just go out there, search for it. Uh, it's Skylar Harris with an E. And the song is called Tonight. And uh, we're going to play it for you right now. Like I said, if you're at all into R&B, or even if you're not, check this out. Skylar has a beautiful voice. And uh, I'm definitely digging this right now. She's so. a really nice person, too. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, she's so. absolutely a cool chick. We used to um, work with her at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely go go check this out uh, and support her. And uh, I guess that's all we really have for today. So this is our level 9000, and we're out. Yay! <laughs> Baby, today just got real crazy. I shouldn't be taking that out on you. I didn't mean to lose my mind. I'ma take the blame this time. Cause fighting just ain't what I wanna do. I'd rather be loving on you, touching on you, doing what you like. Not nagging you, but bragging boo, and not trying to fight. So when we get home and we're alone, I've already made plans. Gonna make sure that you know I appreciate my man. Let's make up tonight, up tonight, up tonight. Let's make love tonight, love tonight, love tonight. Baby, we gon' make up tonight, up tonight, up tonight. Let's make love tonight, love tonight.